0: The strength of a nation is in its youth. But when the youth are hateful, rebellious, inconsiderate, selfish, ungrateful, and highly indoctrinated as they are today, how much of a paradise do you expect them to be able to create for the future? Welcome to the Common Sense Show. I'm Kyle, and I am joined today by Jake and Ellison our usuals, and today I have a very special guest and I am going to allow him to introduce himself. Take it away.
1: So, uh, my name is John Ross Marcus Cox. I give you all four names just because. Again, the, the wait, whole wait, 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 wait. Say that again. John Ross Marcus Cox is my name, and so my mother knew I, I was going to be, I was, I was, I was destined for something so <laughs> she, <gave> <laughs> she gave me four names. Okay, give <laughs> me four names. Uh, I am a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nobody but I'm also everybody, at least here, at least here in <laughs> yeah. Kentucky, you know, right, I, right, I, yeah. I literally feel like I'm an embodiment of everything stereotypical about this state. Right. Wrapped up into like one ball. You know, yeah. Right. Right. That's what I am. So, um, uh, I might hear today cause I'm, I won't say colleague, but I'm buddies with Jake's, Jake's dad, Representative Josh Calloway. Right. Here in Brackridge County. And, um, some, I guess, you know, it was divine providence that our paths were gonna we're gonna um we're gonna cross. And right. he's the first he was the first representative that I met with when I decided I was gonna stop being a part of the problem. But as, as far as like from a political standpoint and, and like a civilian a standpoint. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already told like listen I really will I will go trash on this place I will, I will flip this table over. <laughs> okay? like I'm not I'm not a lobbyist my wife would probably tell you like she doesn't care what I have to be I gotta start making some money right, right. <laughs> like if it means to be a lobbyist uh, you gotta do it it's part, of, it's part of the it's part of the, I, ma- part of the magic I don't you know mean to right? be disrespectful. I'm just kidding around <laughs> go, go and I'm so excited to do this show because it's so it's so funny the reverence that that, that you all that you Give someone who does not deserve it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, um, we, so. we said it the other week, though, like, every
0: human being is born with a level of, like, there is an element of respect that's to be given to every human being, and then, like, you can destroy that, obviously, like, you know you can be a horrible person and destroy that but you've done everything on the opposite like we have no reason not to respect you right. so any, anyway that's, any, that's anybody awesome. that stands with my <laughs>
2: yeah. father though up into this point you yeah. know has earned a lot of especially people's respect. especially
1: after last week oh <laughs> <laughs> especially <laughs> after last Kinda week i kind of probably have to like he is he is who he is but like i do like to think i maybe maybe have helped push it along cuz he knew cuz he knew he had somebody in the trenches oh yes. like, right like 100% needed, if he needed somebody's car keyed. You had me <laughs> right, right You know what I mean If you need somebody to, Like take a Take a screwdriver And just You know take, yes. take Somebody's tire just out Just one tire Just one You know what I mean yeah. Like I've been known To do some crazy stuff like that um, And so no So I, I I'm out here exact Two uh, Not even two years ago About 18 months ago I was Again part of the problem And was just Complaining about politics And my yeah. wife and I Were sitting there On our phones On Facebook Sending each other You know articles And being mad about yeah. Being mad about stuff right. And I finally just was like this isn't how it's supposed to work. Yeah. You know, there's gotta be, you know, like I'm obviously not gonna be able to influence the president, but there's gotta right. be, there's gotta be something that goes on between between me and the president. So it's yeah. time to you know get involved. Um but I can tell you, I'll tell you some more specific stories along the way, maybe. Um but so call me a lobbyist. If you if you need it if you need if you need a. <laughs> you need a um, I honestly
0: hadn't no, I have like I'm not sure what any of those terms are. If you so. need
1: if you need like a you know, like a prism to see what I I do as far as politically, lobbyists is definitely one of the ways to look through it. I mean, but lobbyists are people that are down, like a lot of times aren't ideologically motivated. They're financially motivated and they're just going out to the highest bidder or whatever. Now they're all good lobbyists. I'm not saying they're all bad. Um, But like I try to make sure I'm down there and pushing things that are important to me and that I think are important to society and culture and again i it was it's kind of this it's sad that i had to be down there but again i think god has sent me down there because i literally know everything that i didn't have and didn't get and all the bad stuff i did and all the wrong decisions i made and yeah you know so there's really not like well the way they were trying to shame your dad like they literally cannot do that to me because i try to air all my dirty laundry it's like i love i love (laughs) yeah I love I love being like transparent and just dumping on you. If, right. If
0: you are at the bottom of the barrel in your own mind, it's hard for anybody to stomp you any further down. Yeah, yeah, you that's know. It, yeah, mm. it's that's kind of how I I perceive it, anyways. But anyways, today we're going to be talking about the education system, not uh, it's sort of the education system, more of the future. Like I had said in the intro, what do we expect our future to look like? With you know. Teens running around burning down, trying to burn down cities and, you know, things of that nature that are going on. And I know you're really involved with a lot of youth, and you've been, especially here of late, trying to, you know, keep kids from being mutilated and all. And you and Brother Josh, especially Brother Josh, has been going after that, you know, very effectively, uh, or at least I would like to hope it's being effective and all. Uh, He's doing a very good job going after that and explaining a lot of that. And um, I know you've been involved in some of that. What's your take on, you know, the public education
1: system of our day? So my mother, she's a retired school teacher, Um, taught the public school system in Bell County, Kentucky for, I don't know, 31, 32 years. She's, she's still like a full-time sub. She just couldn't walk away from, like, the gossip. She had to have, like, the yeah. teacher's lounge, so <laughs> she's still there every day. Love you, it's Mom. like men in the barbershop. <laughs> <Right>. oh, <laughs> come on now, come on now. But hey, I don't go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, but so I've been. I'm, I'm a product of the of the system. My mother's been in the system. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm I'm able to still see the light. I'm I, I'm not I it's I'm not tribal about it. You know what I mean? Right. Around, right now we have people protecting it simply because, in order to admit that it's bad, they have to admit that they got to, they were in a bad system for 20 years. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. Um, but it, it's definitely not doing what it's intended. Actually, it is doing exactly what it's intended to do. You know, yeah. if you go back and look at it historically, what you know, what, public school was meant to do as far as what kind of pro, what, what the product was, which was a conformist you know, well, society. This
0: is going right into where we're wanting to go. If you start looking back in the colonial era, whenever it, the first – idea of creating a public school here in america was introduced you're going to find that it was almost a hundred percent of the people wanted that so that young kids could learn how to read the bible that's what they want they wanted people that could do arithmetic and all but then they wanted their kids to be literate so that they could read the bible because they saw that there was value there now today you know they don't even they don't allow anything biblical or anything of that nature but they'll allow every other sort of Ideology, if you want to call it that, into our school system, which I think is hypocritical of them at best, but that kind of takes away a little bit. But that was the original thought behind it all. Right, you right. It was for them to be able to become citizens of the United States. I say citizens, uh, helpful, effective citizens. You know, they would be an asset to their communities and to the country as a whole that was the thought process there and that's what it should be today i think but it's not we're like in it seems like they're indoctrinating kids to think down a certain line to be intolerant of anyone that thinks differently they inspire hate towards anybody that doesn't think the way that they think you, you see they're not actually kids aren't actually coming out of school with any kind of skill that is going to allow them to then become an effective and a uh, prosperous citizen of the United States of America, you know, to take advantage of the system that we've been placed into.
1: So it- but two, two things. First of all, we talk about the Bible reading. So there's still a state law in Kentucky, KRS 158-170. Mm-hmm. The Bible to be read. The teacher in charge shall read or cause to be read a portion of the Bible daily in every classroom or session room of the common schools of the state in the presence of the pupils therein assembled, but no child shall be required to read the bible against the wish of his parents or guardian that is still a state law in the state of Kentucky. are you serious it's still a it law. is acted upon well i, I there, that, that's, that's one thing we can get like, i we can go down a rabbit hole on for yeah. hours right. all the laws that are out there that are aren't enforced 100% are yeah. selectively enforced mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of the like calls claims of racism come and come into play and are and are uh legitimate because they're not some things aren't enforced on certain People and we don't right. even you don't know right. you don't know it's a law if it's not being enforced. You know what I mean? But this is still they they've never repealed this. So really, technically, teachers are supposed to have to read the Bible every single day to their classroom. And if you don't want your kid in there, you're allowed to let them leave the room.
2: That's interesting.
1: But no, but no, but but no one knows that. But I, I, I didn't. I think I remember now. You sent me this. Might be the uh, topic today. But I brought a thing as far as what education should be. Yeah. So whatever education is, it should make you a unique individual. Not a conformist. It right. should furnish you with an original spirit with which to tackle the big challenges. It should allow you to find values, which will be your roadmap through life. It should make you spiritually rich, a person who loves whatever you are doing, wherever you are, who, whoever you are with. It should teach you what is important, how to live, and how to die. What's gotten in the way of education in the United States is a theory of social engineering that says there is one right way to proceed with growing up. And that's, I mean, that's literally why the top part hasn't played out at all over the last 50 years. That last line, as far as, like, that's what.
0: Everything, though, that you just said is going to help a young person to pursue a career, to be an honest, tax-paying citizen, or to be a public servant, to know, you know, hey, you live good. You live according to the law. You live that way. You'll die an honest, respectable citizen. Right. You know, it talks about the, the live and die. Obviously, I don't think religion should be taught in a public school. It's a public school. But then again, you know, school choice. I'm not educated on that. We could get into that, but I'm not well educated on that. You know, us being raised up in a Christian school, we're able to then get receive a Christian education that then helps us to conform to the image of Christ. That was our parents' decisions, though, to put us in that environment. You know, nobody forced them to. Nobody forced us to think the way that we think. We were taught these things from a very young age and we've embraced them because we've seen what's real out of them. In a public school setting or let's say the same thing could happen in a Mormon school if that exists or a Catholic school. Those do. You know, they're they're teaching their religion but they're being willingly subjected to it. Whenever you're in a public school setting you're trying to you're you're taking the melting pot as America is called, right? And you're trying to educate them. So you can't really bring in a lot of different religious things the bible i believe is sh- could be an exception because there's a lot of religions based upon the bible but the bible itself is just as practical as it is spiritual there are the the entire makeup of our country's constitution and all was founded by men or is written by men who were well versed in the bible who took the principles from the bible who will openly admit that they used the bible as a direct reference for the way that they worded the constitution so that we could have the country that we live in today and so with the public school system i think that there is a there's a balance to be found but i honest to goodness think that all of this other mess that is going on with trying to indoctrinate kids to think that they can change themselves surgically and that they should
2: that is beyond Yeah, you just beyond ridiculous. You just open it all up. It felt like in a a rat's nest. But if I could, I'd like to go back to uh, a particular part of your statement, John. You said uh, a sense of uniqueness or develop someone that is unique. Now, nowadays, they would like um, I'm assuming they would like to argue that whatever way that you feel, you know, of course, identity wise or what you identify as is your sense of uniqueness. But what makes somebody in society like if if I guess somebody that's going through school uh, that's. In, in the system that you said that public school should be, what would make somebody unique?
1: I don't even I don't, I don't, I don't know how we, I guess every person is going to come out you're know, different as far as that right. goes. I mean, I, I see what the direction you're going in.
2: Because I feel like they would take that statement and say that we we yeah. are making them unique by letting them be whatever they want to but be. But the truth but, is that to be
0: but whatever but, they're trying to make them, they're trying to make that normality rather than right something that's unique. Because unique would be rare. Right, exactly. It's not anymore.
1: So listen, what I'm saying here, this is what I'm saying, that if education is anything, it should be these things. Right, yeah. right. We got to stop thinking of like, how do, we, how do we get as much of what we know needs to be done into a system that doesn't want it?
0: Right, Right.
1: Like what is education in general? I mean, like right now we send kids off what is it, like 158 hours in a week or something like that? They spend the majority of their time. I I, I broke it down. I think we might, other not we were talking. Yeah. Kids get somewhere, like it's like single digit hours a week to actually be themselves and like develop a, you know, like a subconscious and be bored. Yeah. They're either in school, on the bus, sleeping, eating, or on TikTok. Right, right. <laughs> you know I mean, like we're not even you, talking about. You talk
0: a lot about this, and you were one of your recent, yeah, my, uh, in my most podcasts, recent show, right? Yeah, I, 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 be I, sure I to go. We'll put a link to that in the description.
1: And so it's like um, we got to stop trying. I used to want to fix the system. I yeah. don't think it. I don't think it can be fixed. I don't. I, nor do I think that's a system that we really want. I mean, so my kids are homeschooled now. Like I have four kids. They're or, or three, five, seven, and nine. I grew up. Public school. My oldest started in public school. I, I choke up thinking about had COVID not happened and, when it, and everything not got not have gotten exposed to what was yeah. happening there. And I had to start thinking about how much time they were spending there. Like, I think about how how much time I would not have gotten with my children. I don't want to fix it and keep pigeonholing kids into being away from their families for 10 hours a day. And then they come home and they're trying to eat and they're fussing with their mom because they got baseball or they got football or they got basketball yeah, or, right, And right. they're rushing home and trying to shower and go to bed. And like, not for one minute did a parent get to say like, how would, know, how was your day? Like, where's Jesus fit into that? Right. You know, where's church fit into that? <laughs> yeah. Where does like, you know, pray before we go to bed. It don't, it, it doesn't fit into that. It's like the
0: school has provided their own sort of, um, what would you call that? World basically for that kid to live in where the influence of the parent is. Well, that's basically
1: instead of our schools, instead of saying, how do we um, assist our families to continue on with that traditional family structure? It's that, okay, this, this is why this parent's rights issue is such a problem because they see parents as adversaries and you know, and I personally, I see the system as adversary now. But like they said, okay, parents are bad. How do we become, you know, the place where they eat breakfast? We give them transportation. We feed them. We for sometimes sometimes they clothe them. We're giving them all their like mental sustenance. We mm-hmm. give them food before they leave. We give them ride right home. And then if you have problems or anything, you get on a little app and tell me what's wrong with your feelings or whatever. <laughs> I mean that's like they literally are trying they want to be the doc they want to be the doctor, the schoolhouse, the church house, the everything. Yeah. And like they will they will accept nothing less at this point. Yeah. And so there's no ref, there's no reform anymore. I mean, right. I just like you know, I know we're not they're not let us they're not letting us burn into to the ground. Um, you know, and it's like I don't know if society could could handle that, but until what would be what would take its place? It'd probably be ugly for a while. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think one thing uh, would that would, it, would it do better to
0: for uh, the country to have to endure that, you know, because there are some areas where they are received. There is, I'm sure there has to be some areas where their kids are receiving a decent education at public school. You know, they're actually being educated on things that they need, math, science, you know, things like that, you know. So to tear the whole thing down do you not think it would do more harm than good to have, I mean, COVID was a big deal, you know, because kids not going into school, just them not being around kids kind of messes with the kid as, you know, because they're, they're separated from other, uh, from building relationships and stuff like that. Homeschool said to be somewhat like that, you know, it makes them somewhat antisocial, which I was homeschooled for a little bit. I'm not antisocial. I'm, Not really the most social person in the world, as they could tell you, but I'm not antisocial. I've learned communicative skills to a degree, still working on them, as you can tell. (laughs) But whenever, do you not think that it would do worse, more harm than good to tear down the whole system and to try to, you know, it'd be ugly for a while, and then to try to find something to replace it? And kids not be able to receive any education for a length of time
1: well again I think I think the biggest struggle right now is that we're trying to redefine what education is like I'm pretty like'm I'm, I'm a pretty book smart person I may not look like it or sound like it but you know, like I, I I have a college degree and made good grades and wrote right. pretty long papers 40 50 page long papers all that I'm I wasn't taught how to be like a father. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I wasn't taught like those base needs. So we talked about this the other day. In colonial England like so in American Revolutionary New England, Right. they had almost a one hundred percent literacy rate. This is before this is before public
0: education. Um are you talking about like uh colonial to revolutionary? I'm talking about during the, Ameri- range? during
1: the American Re- American Revolutionary yeah, period. Yeah, it was like 90-something like percent. We had almost a 100% literacy rate amongst our citizens. Now, obviously, there are slaves and stuff in there that weren't weren't getting it. But it wasn't yeah. because they couldn't learn how to read. It's because we literally were not allowing them to. Right, right. We're whipping them and making them work in the cotton fields and stuff all the time. That's not, you know... Whereas today, <laughs> we're putting them in school for that long. And in Louisville, we have... It's... I. Last year, our average, our literacy rate across the board was 28%. Really? 28% of, of kids were reading at grade level. That's wild. And it was like 30, 38% were proficient were like proficient in math, so we're on a grade level in math. But the same, same time I look back and I'm like, what's that really even matter at the end of the day? You know, like yeah. – there's all there's, they're showing that as far as like reading and writing. So I wouldn't, I, I used to be so anti homeschool. I got three half sisters that have family that are homeschool. Like where I come from, homeschoolers are weird. Right. These are junkies, <laughs> like they live, these junkies, they live back Tim and they, Hawkins has plenty of things on homeschool. They live yeah. back in the holler. You know what uh, I mean? They wear like long denim skirts or all that. You right, know what I mean? Right. So that's what I thought they still were. Well, it's like, then I got my kids that are homeschooled. And we're the house where like everybody's trying to send their kids. During COVID, they're like everybody's trying to call over and be like, Hey, can they come over and hang out? And I'm like, uh, but you're like you're like excited, schools are shut down and you're like on social media with yeah. your mask on and everything. You're right. like getting like your Joe Biden mask. But you wanna see <laughs> right, you, yeah. you wanna see you know you're sending your kid to like the most conservative house definitely in the county. Right. Right. You know, and so because it's, it's people know what's What's, you know, what's right, you know what I mean? Um, and so I think the whole deaf, like what we think of as education, you know, like what's more important as a as a dude, being able to read Shakespeare or being able to read in general, but then knowing how to build a boat, you know, work <laughs> right, with yeah, or right. your hands or like, you know, be an electrician or do flooring yeah. or You
0: know, or even back in whenever public schools were just first being regarded, there was a lot of kids that were not able to go to those public schools from the ages. These were for ages five to 15. Uh, This is right after the Revolutionary War. There were kids that weren't able to go because they were needed on the farms. The practical skills that they had were more valuable to them than the education. The education was a privilege. It was a bonus on top of everything else. But like you said, those practical skills, the ability to work a farm, to be able to grow their own food, all of those things back then, building a house, building whatever it was that they were doing, that was far more valuable to them than
2: getting the education it's highly educated but at the cost of what i feel like we live in a day and age where a degree gives you the right to have an opinion and so yeah you know i feel like it because you know now there's gender studies so there's degrees now that we that we wouldn't even agree with it's like you can go get a degree in math and yeah i'll agree with you you're pretty good at math i don't care what your political political standpoint is but yeah. now nowadays i feel like you have they want you to have a degree to, therefore, that you can have an opinion, and if you're not educated as them, your opinion isn't as valuable. Yeah, I feel I, like that's I it. so.
0: So I, I just looked up the definitions for indoctrinate and educate. So to educate means um, giving evidence of training or practice, skilled. It's, it's benefiting one that is educated. Uh, and then the third definition is based on some knowledge of fact. So it's evidence of training or practice. It's it's skill. That's educate. You know, it's to learn something. For us, the I was told in school the biggest thing that we needed to learn was to learn how to learn. Whenever you're learning, you know, whenever you're trying to do memorization or whether it's, you know, trying to work a problem out in math or something like that, you're learning how to you best operate. So for me, it's uh, visually. I, I, I don't do well just listening to things, and like my comprehension skills there aren't as good as if I'm visually watching something or then doing that something. If I can do it, I can learn it. Some people, they can read it, and they can know it. I think Reagan's like that right, to right. a degree. I, I could be off on that. But I, there are people that they they learn differently but we learned those things in school you know we weren't exactly indoctrinated which would mean to in, induce somebody or to imbue some, with a usual and yeah a usual partisan or secretarian opinion point of view or principle to instruct especially in fundamentals or rudiments okay so basically it's like here's the way this is how you should go so on and so forth you know instead of it being like here's a skill that you need to learn Here's something in science that you need to know. Like this, these are the facts. Build your life on these facts because that's the only thing that you're going to have any kind of stability in life on is if you operate under facts. Men are men, women are women. It's not good to change your your gender or anything like that. The it's not good for you. Like everything says, it's not it's impossible. good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's that's also true. Um, but it's just learning the facts being taught the facts in school and then having somebody that has somewhat of a brain to be able to help you to um, learn what it means to be wise, to obtain wisdom. What does it take to put yourself out there in challenging situations? You know, those kinds of things are invaluable to us to, to learn. And that's what we were given in our education, but I'm afraid it's missing a lot in today. So the indoctrination thing, you know, that's kind of the the dangers of today. But I want to look at some of the kids that it, of today, some of the crazy things. You sent us a video of the kids over there in Chicago. Oh, my goodness, right? yeah. Yeah, that was wild. It's crazy. You, you want to roll this clip, Jonah? All right, let me get it full screen here. You all see that. You got anything else to add before we roll this? All right. Chicago is bracing for the weekend as more teenagers plan to gather again downtown. There's a gathering being advertised on social media at Millennium Park on Saturday night, and police are preparing. For more on this, we're going to be joined right now by Fox 32 Chicago reporter Elizabeth Matthews, who's live there uh, outside of Millennium Park. Elizabeth, good to see you on this Friday. How are Chicago officials preparing for this yet again?
3: I'll tell you, you might actually be able to see them behind me. Currently, it seems like they have gotten word that possibly there is uh, another teen takeover uh, of Millennium Park that uh, might be happening today. I'll tell you, yesterday we were on the story too. We saw. Uh, a small contingency of police officers, uh, which isn't abnormal, of course, in downtown Chicago, but they did kind of congregate in Millennium Park, then disperse. Today, there's a much more massive crowd of Chicago police officers and uh, some of their units just on the outskirts of Millennium Park. They continue to monitor these online conversations and trying to be proactive after what happened last weekend. Let's take a look at some video that we sent you guys. For a couple of days now, like I said, there has been kind of this larger police presence in Millennium Park, Notable noticeable yeah, check that which is uh, the chosen meeting place for these so-called teen takeovers this past weekend you've seen it by now video of large te- groups of teens not only meeting up downtown chicago but then becoming violent assaulting adults jumping on cars even firing weapons which actually injured two teens a downtown alderman his name's brian hopkins he says his office this week has been fielding calls from nearby businesses and restaurants let's listen to what he had to say They've asked us if
1: we should close, you know, or stay open, and uh, I think Macy's is actually closing a little bit early, two hours early. Some of the restaurants have said that they're going to close early. You know, that's an individual decision every business has to make for themselves. We can't make it for them. Some of them have been told by their insurance company, hey, one more claim and we might drop you. You know, so they have to take all that into consideration. It's just one (laughs) more reason why we simply can't let this continue to happen.
3: And now Chicago police uh, are being very proactive when it comes to this because there have been rumblings that possibly there's something that might happen tonight. The more advertised one is tomorrow night, around 6 o'clock here in Millennium Park. And uh, that Alderman Brian Hopkins, he tells me that uh, Chicago police commanders have been meeting most of the week, tabletop exercises at their headquarters going through scenarios on uh, what the best way is to manage these crowds and uh, make sure that everyone still remains safe. So if you do come, if you're planning on coming to Chicago, planning on coming downtown Chicago this weekend, to to Chicago, even then? tonight, yeah, you might see a larger police presence. Don't In let Chicago. that alarm you. They're just here trying to be as proactive as they can. Thank wow. you.
2: Yeah, I guess it was- so wow. is there a reason they're doing that? Like why? Why are they doing Because they want to. I mean there's there's no there's no riot. I mean it's not like back in the day when John D. Rockefeller had all these people working in his oil fields and they were wanting higher wages and so they go out and they riot yeah. and they're like, We're not gonna work. This is just people, these are just kids that uh got on social media, decided that they were gonna do this and, and, and there they are. I mean I'm sure that brings might. up the
0: question, should social media just be like, you know, a banned thing in America?
2: Would America be better if that was the case? Oh, I mean, no, I don't know because it's something that is used productively yeah, has, like if you if you use it and take advantage of think? it as a good person in society <laughs> it can be helpful but i feel like it's abused more than it is uh used for good me personally but you're somebody that you're somebody that has to be on the media Bec- with what you do like it's it's quintessential to but,
1: to the I things know, that you do i mean i'm kind of like i mean i do feel like a terrible person that i like you, you need social media to like it definitely has its it has its soci- like societal goods, right? I just, I do think kids get it, are getting are gaining access okay. to it way so too soon. Here, yes.
2: Here's a better well, question. Well, let's not get away from that that we just watched real quick. I would like to, just see what like that's our that's teenagers. So that's our school kids, right? That's people like that's like like me, like you, not you anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that are out riding in streets. Same thing that you saw. Uh, a lot with the BLM things but these are just teenagers that decided to get together and destroy destroy they called it a teen takeover. what's, what's your I mean, opinions on if that? You
1: want to know what I think about it? Like that, that's that's you, what I yeah. I would if it was me I'd I would be on a megaphone and be like all y'all are stupid. Right. <laughs> and I, we're not going to listen to anything you say and the longer you stay here the more we're going to take I'm going to take away from you. Yeah. Right. Like like where I, are the parents? I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite of the dude that wants to give like and there's Republicans that are like this that want to like give kids a seat on the school board, a vote and seat on the school board. I'm like, they're kids, they they're stupid. They don't know what they they don't know what they need. I know this because yeah. I was stupid when I was 13. Right. I yeah. was an absolute idiot. Now, like, again, I'm here. I'm where I'm at now because not because this stuff went through. In spite of it, I I got to run. I got to do. I could. I probably would have been one of those people. Yeah. And it would have been. Wouldn't have uh, been good. You know what I mean? So, it's like, social media made it, makes it now an to where they can do it and be worldwide. Right. You know what I mean? And that's,
0: that's one of my points on that
2: is, like, you know, perhaps if it was restricted to a certain age, like, you had to be. Oh, but there's ways around it, man. That's in, true. In America, as far as I know, no matter what they do, there will always be a way around that. That's true. But, like, hypothetically, I'm a store owner, right, On in that, yeah. wherever that's at. And I know that this is going on. I'm going to be there. I'm going to have a couple beanbag guns, and I'm going to be armed. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to protect <laughs> what's mine. And then pe- they're coming through here, I mean, just trashing the place. How looting. many
0: stores – do you know how many stores or anything that they have already
2: trashed? Oh, I don't know any numbers, no, but, but they just – I feel like everybody's entitled. There's no there's no consequences for what people are doing nowadays, right? And this this is just something they can go do on the weekend, and it holds it holds no value over what, what's what they the, can do.
0: What's the purpose of it? Like, what pleasure are they getting from this? Like, what? It's just a dopamine hit.
1: I mean, just gets, because they're causing chaos, let's bring it back to schools. Like, think about so when, when you're in school, you're you're doing subjects, right? Mm-hmm. So every forty five minutes, it's a ba- new one. The bells ringing. Yeah. Right. So, like, these kid, these kids, even myself. I mean, I struggle from this. Like, that's how you think in those forty-five minutes to an hour segments, and it's on to the next. Right. One of these things. I mean, they're just waiting on the bell to ring on this, and they'll be doing something else. That's why. Know, that's yeah. why know, nothing they ever do leads to anything because they don't even. They don't so really have a plan. This could term. lead.
0: This could lead to the lack of a father figure and stealing knowledge in them because. You know, education it went it, for us especially it went way further than just at school. Whenever we came home, our parents were teaching us; they were
2: showing us the good and the right way yeah. to live. That gets into just like the moral compass that's kind of been stripped away a little bit from from just the younger generation. Well, I know y'all had ta- y'all just talked about uh,
0: in a podcast with Brother Josh Calloway and them about the the father figure, the importance of it, and I know that's something that you hold especially pretty close, you know, that's something very, very, very important. Well, yeah,
1: well, listen, and it's it, no one political party is at fault for for that. They both right. kind of led us down that, that direction, but when I see that, first thing, y'all, I'm a little older now, so y'all, that, those are y'all's peers, so y'all are probably pissed like, oh, they're so stupid. and Right. Oh, yeah. but, right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm almost 40. I see, like, children out here. I'm, like, mad at the people <laughs> that are allowing it to go on. Yeah. So, like, I know that no matter what those kids that are doing that, it has got like they got a rough road to like tow to, to make before things will get better for them. Because right. they're gonna have to face some difficult realities to realize what the world how it really works. And right. the world doesn't really work with you vandalizing properties and kicking right. yeah. yeah. over trash cans and setting cop cars on fire. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: So you're you blame people that have put in policies or that have are you talking about parents here? I
1: blame parents and uh, and all the adults in the rooms that are that are passing legislation and yeah that
0: can remove. So truthfully, the yeah. way you're, you're the, if I'm getting this correctly, you're looking, you look at it as though, and I'm not saying this is wrong. Whenever I say this, that I'm just trying to see it from your perspective. These young people have inherited problems that they don't even know they have yet.
1: They've literally never seen a world where that wasn't. Well, that wasn't okay. Yeah. Right. Like you can't know what you don't know. Yeah. It's like the it's like the whole deal with like student. So again, I'm not I I know all the Republicans, but I'm not sort of Republican. It's so like I'm trying to like slow roll my. I mean, I'm more of like a populist type person yeah, here. Right. It's where I'm kind of sympathetic to the student loan stuff. It was adults indoctrinating children and saying like, in order to have a happy life, you need to take on six figures worth of debt that you've never. Yeah. You've bust tables. At This point in your life, you were just trying to make thirty bucks in tips in a weekend so you could buy a tank of gas to get to school. Yeah. Now we're gonna you just signed a promissory note to have a hundred thousand dollars in debt where you're gonna be paying four hundred bucks in a month for basically the rest of your life. Right. Right. Like, I just don't know how that's even like. A, it's, it's it's insurmountable. Right. Especially whenever it's you're talking about large swaths of the. Of your of society that want that want to do want to be you know traditional right. Americans or want to have a job and pay taxes and go on vacation and do you that that
0: term traditional Americans this is I'm running rabbits I'm bad about running rabbits but I'm gonna yeah. run this one because <laughs> I feel like this one here's got a little bit of validity to it traditional American what do you consider that at, to be
1: hmm. traditional American certainly a Mother, father, children. Right. You know, in the same house. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then getting to kind of do as they please after that. You know what I mean? Like punching a clock, going on vacation. You know, just like having purpose and meaning in your do life. Do you think that
0: that could right. be part of the problem here? Well, I think we already established As far that, as, like, like we were, figure, yeah talking to Brother Josh in the most recent podcast. He was doing all of that stuff got a family, had a wife of many years, good life, part of the church, serving there. But now he's getting more into the political aspect of things. My question is, do you not think that it's that there is somewhat of a lack of motivation for people to be a little bit more involved in the future of their kids because politics as much as everybody hates politics, most people it it is going to determine. It's a necessary evil, to determine the future of this country. You know yeah, what but, I'm saying.
1: But look, and I think this is in, in the last show. Life is made up of all these little, all these little bitty things you do every day. Right, brushing your teeth, making your bed, putting your y'all ever saw the. Uh, Admiral, the University of Texas, saying if you want to change the world, yeah, yeah, It's yes. about you make yes. your bed, make yeah. your bed. All, I mean, like, yes, that's what it's about. Like, it, you won't know if you are if you if you're going to be qualified to be able to make decisions for large swaths of people. and still voting, but what I'm saying is, like, as far as getting to where uh, where Josh is at, all he could do was try to do the right things, and then you got to hope that you everything else falls into place, and right. that the timing is just right. Timing is everything. I probably life. should
0: have worded things right. a little better. What uh, my, my focus was mostly on, like, raising good voters, people that know how to lift up their, you know, be influential to a degree. Yes, those are needed. Brother Josh's are needed and all. But I'm talking mostly about, you know, putting some importance on, you know, sounding out your voice through your vote. Of course, there's – questions about the validity of the, our voting system today but putting that f- forth making an educated vote voting educated knowing kind of uh, what the problems are in our country where our country started, how the the foundations of our country and all being educated on those things so that whenever it comes time for a politician to get up there and try to convince you to vote for him he's coming up with actual uh, with factual, statements to try to convince you you know he's coming up with real solutions to problems that are real not made up problems like today they make up a bunch of problems and then they propose a bunch of solutions so that they can gain more power that's a repeated cycle in our government today perhaps if we had a people that was more well educated on the fundamentals of our country and uh, morality in general then perhaps a lot of these issues would have never come about if people had not become complacent in morality, in their education, in all of these things. You know what I'm saying? You kinda of oh, a lot of
1: But the time that the time our country was the most politically active was whenever they would, would arguably the least educated is the way that we define it today. But go back but, to revolutionary times in the eighteen hundreds, people but there was knew war. all the rots.
0: But there was war. Right. And there, it was always like we were on the brink of being crippled, of being vanquished. And then it's like, everybody wakes up. It seems like that. And then you see world war two brink of, you know, war and, you know, Pearl Harbor happens and all. And then it's like the whole country comes alive. Everybody's involved, but it's like, that's what it took. Nine Eleven happened. And then it was just like church attendance. Everything started happening. You know, there was a big push there. The, um, patriotism was up super high.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think patriotism le- leads to education necessarily. I'm, I'm meaning like 1790, 1800. You know, have right. people that, that by, for all definitions, of the word that we have today were the most uneducated people on the planet. You know, like, right. They, they, I mean, obviously, these people were very well read, but they didn't go to school. They weren't in mass right. schooling. Yeah. You know, they were doing apprenticeships. And you ever read the book Johnny Tremaine? The uh-uh, no. day it was like, the guy was like, Apprenti- being an apprentice was a big deal back in the day. You didn't yes. go to law school. Right. You worked for a lawyer. Yeah. You know, like, you didn't go to barber school. You worked for a barber. So they were well right. all that stuff. And so, like, they were they were educated, just not by the definition that we give given in 2023. Yeah. And so, but, again, you talk about being able to institute policies that matter and are, that are, like, actual issues for regular people. Well, you got to live, like, a
3: regular regular life you know what i mean like
1: i know i I can right now my experiences in life make me useful right now politically because i know what it's like to we're still dealing with like the drug epidemic and the the outcome of that like i've lost a dad to drug addiction and saw him driving on the road in a in a vehicle i don't know where he got it from and he's drunk off his high end and you know what i mean like I've, i've seen that and i've I've lived to tell about it. You yeah. know what I mean. But like, there may be another time in life where, like in the late '80s when we were having the Reagan boom or whatever, my my life experience wouldn't have been of much value politically because they were all yeah. all they talked about was all they cared about was taxes and business and economics. Yeah. And I don't know anything about any of that stuff. Like, right. I'm I'm one of those idiots. I don't even think about money, and so like, I just know <laughs> how to budget to zero. Right, right. You know what I mean. I know how to like <laughs> make it make enough to be able to keep doing what I want to do. Right.
0: Just you know to get mean? by, you know
1: what uh-huh. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> not that's not good. It just is what it is. Right. Um, and so like I just what I was getting at earlier was I don't want I think we could all uh do 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 much better if we were thinking, okay, well I'm eighteen or I'm twenty eight or whatever and I'm just trying to do the day to day stuff well. I wanna be a good dad. Right. I want to be a good husband. Yeah. You know, I want to be a good friend. I want to be a good church deacon. You know, and I want right. to be involved locally, and I want to be making good decisions at a local level. And guess what? The stuff that stuff that's good for the family is good for the 350 million people in the country, right? Too, right. And you can right. scale it like. But right yes. now we're a top down. We think like, yes. How do we start here and institute a policy that is good for 350 million people? Yeah. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't work like that.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, part, I guess I could say, part of my ignorance, we're, you're helping us wrap our minds, we see these things, and then we're just wondering why, you know, why, 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 why is it this way, and not this way, and so you're kind of helping us wrap our minds around these certain conundrums, just that we just don't understand, you know, like we see these kids riding in the street, or we, you know, we see people without fathers, and and whatnot, and so we're, we're just trying to understand what, what's going on, like what we need to do, and necessarily, and just. Especially political wise, because I would yeah. say that's your main influence. That's your that's your mojo, right? Politics.
1: I mean, po- politics is. Um, but you know, I just I feel like politics should be downstream from culture. Right now, culture tends to run downstream for politics. It's like again, we wait to see what Frankfurt does or what Washington does, yeah. and then we get pissed off about it or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's where like, God has used politics to get me, you know, back, you know, in. Into church and it's been a very spiritual awakening, you know, for, for me, cause I'm seeing, I mean, I'm seeing it in, I'm seeing it in action on like how this, this stuff I hear doesn't, it doesn't really matter yeah. if we're not like, we can't fix all that without getting dads back in the, in the household. Yeah. We just had, we've had a crumbling of every mate of every institution, every foundation of, of our country. Right. And, no matter what anything, on my left wants to say, we are a country founded on Christian principles. Yes. So if we don't secure that and shore up that foundation first, the rest of it don't really matter.
3: Yep. I mean, we're literally in yep.
1: Frankfurt just trying to like patchwork things and keep the parents f- from chopping off little boys' yeah. genitals.
2: The family a-
0: That's crazy. That, that's and it's like, that's but, crazy. But that's
1: not solving the problem. Right. Yeah. We're literally trying to put a band-aid on it until we can get a grip on- yeah, it, it just stuff.
2: it just blows my mind how much we just whew, snowballed right there, you know, Yeah. yeah. because I'm, I'm growing up, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm playing out in the yard with my with my brothers and my sisters playing <laughs> with the dog, whatever, playing in the dirt. And then I grow up, go to college, dad starts getting involved in politics. I'm like, what is going on? People are crazy.
0: Yeah, I think that's what Brother Josh says whenever he's like, I had no idea what I was signing up for. But it's like the Lord put him there right in time.
1: Yeah, Like like you said, timing is everything. Yeah, well, like, I mean it's definitely no, for, ex-
0: for getting in that in it like that. Yeah, there's Absolutely. no there's
1: no saying. It's like I think Dave Ramsey said. It's like somebody somebody asked him how do you go uh you know how do you go bankrupt and he says like real slow and then all of a sudden yeah it's kind of like that. You just like can I you kind of keep treading yeah. water, keep treading water, and then all of a sudden you just can't you can't tread water anymore. And that
0: that's something that that uh really sp- sparks my curiosity is that gradual thing where did that gradual decline start and it's probably in the family that that would be my just off the off the wall guess is in the family because like you said it's those little things little steps you know you rid yourself of one truth you know you you compromise on one thing and then it's another small compromise and it's another small compromise that ends up leading to the entire building falling down you know if you uh, if you can imagine a, a brick wall you know, a house made of bricks and it's just the bricks or whatever. Obviously, that's not how it's actually made. But then you start taking out those bricks, right? You start just taking out one over here, one over here, one over here, two right here in the middle or whatever. Do that long enough and then all of a sudden you've got a pile of bricks on the ground. That's all you've got. You don't have anything similar to a wall. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I'm curious where it is that things started happening. What is it that, if it's possible to regain any of this ground? In our country, how do we keep it from happening? What, where, what are we supposed to look for?
1: You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna be honest, I I, I don't have no idea because I see those kids, and one thing, I, like people look at me and think I've got stuff put together. I literally, I have been fine by, seeing my pants my whole life. <laughs> and I mean, it's like I, I mean, like, there's yeah. there there are moments where I like again, like I could see like, oh my gosh, I, I, that that's not. I don't think it's like you have two segments of people in the country where it's like they these people think they see bad one way, and then like you have other people that see bad as like you'll die of a drug overdose or being homeless or you know you know what I'm saying. Right. And so you have people that just don't just don't understand each other. But like if it was, I mean if it wasn't for my God sending my wife my direction. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I would be. I wouldn't be one of those kids because I'd be. I was. I'd been too lazy to be down the streets, burning stuff, burning stuff down. But again, it's like, as a man, you get responsibilities and you kind of get loyalties that build up. And that in those times where you just want to give up, you kind of kind of keeps you going. And yeah, right. You know what I mean. And then you better hope you have God along the way. You know what I mean? Right. Because yeah, um, right. or, or you'll fall off even in those even in those times. So I don't I don't know the answer. You yeah. know, And I'm like I try to let everybody know that that like. I
0: see we see a lot of the problems today. Like today it's it's an you know, we're overwhelmed with all of the things that are going on. And we see a lot of these problems and that's one of the one of the bigger problems is that there's a massive group of people that can't even address the problems for being problems. You know what I'm saying? Like right, they, they right. look at it as that's a good thing. And it's going to take the uh, the crippling failure of these ideas for some of them to learn.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm so, saying? Somebody so, that's fat didn't used to be need to told that they, were, that they were fat. You know? Like, you're way overweight, you need to lose weight. <laughs> nowadays, you know? So, like yeah. you're saying, they're not even addressing the problem. They're just making it acceptable yeah. nowadays. And what I'm trying want, to, at least. What I'm
0: hoping to do with this podcast here is, by some chance, some young man or woman start, uh, stumbles across the podcast, they're mm-hmm. able to, to hear about something that's worth living for. If we're able to portray that, you know, because I... The last thing I want to do is try to be judgmental, because I've been given more than I deserve, and I would probably, just like you said, I would probably be out there with them if I was in the right environment, raised by the, the the parents that they've got. I would probably be right there with them, but I was I was blessed to be born into this family, in the church that I'm a part of, to be have the education that I was given, and I'm I I hope that some way somehow we can both, you know, inspire young people to live a life that's just it, it's simple, yeah. And sometimes it's not glamorous, I'm sure, but it it works. Right. And it's productive and it's it's fulfilling at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, John, uh just, you know, like you said before, that that's the stuff that you were uh involved in, you know, like as a kid and stuff and the things that and the, you know, the things with your dad and the, the drug addiction there. And the fact that you pulled yourself from that and you know of course with god's help and everything and knew that you wanted something different we we've never been down that road you know we yeah. we weren't that way we were raised by you know by my father you know and you had your dad and everything and our parents and so we we've known these things our whole lives and we just want some people to uh, experience the satisfaction that we feel so we see people behaving this way and we're like we want you not because we're knowledgeable not because we know anything Right. but just because of what we've been taught and so and somebody well, like, like you I have the utmost respect for because I don't know if you know if I was in that position where I would be our nowadays. perspective comes entirely
0: from seeing the good things that we're talking about the opposite side of the problems that that are being discussed of today where there is a, a there's a wife and and a father or there's a mother and a father in the home the whole like my entire life my parents have been together still to this day that's all I've ever known. But I've seen how well it works. And then I see so many examples of where it doesn't work. And while I'm not buried myself, I know that it takes a lot of work. And, and you know, on their part, you can attest to this here, you know, the, the there's, there's an element of work involved in maintaining or building a relationship with your wife, but it's worth it. You know, instead of being selfish and self-centered, which I hear is... One of the biggest reasons why somebody would, you know, go through some big uh, split in the family, they would break up their family with kids and all, is because of something selfish, most likely. uh, Saving several, you know, there's situations where there's abuse and all. Uh, Excluding those, you know, it would be a self-centered thing to do. I've seen the results of when they stay together. I've I've witnessed them firsthand. I know the good that comes from it, and I want that for myself, and I want that for everybody that's willing to listen. Now, and now, hear now that.
1: place yourself down into an area where, it's literally, and it, you got to really like take a step back to, to, to picture this okay. being in an area where there, nobody has ever even seen that. No one has ever been in the house where even their buddy had a mother and father. Like a biological mother and father in the same under the same roof, biological siblings, you know maybe they got a stepdad or whatever, or they or they got a boyfriend living there. It's not a biological mother and father. Imagine no nobody around you having that, right? And you're 17, you're gonna think the answer is it's right in the streets. The government, the government needs to step up and pass some law to make things better, right? Because you don't know what you don't know. Imagine you've never been like. Taking the church, you've never been taking to church, you no, know, yeah, with, right. with, a, with a family. You've never had like a, like a moment of spirituality. But you, the people you, is around you all day that you think love and care about you. As soon as you start saying that you're you're, you're a tomboy, they start telling you that you're 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 actually a boy, and you need to yeah. transition, you know. Or, I mean, like that's that's what's disgusting about all this. We really do, and. That's what's tough because it's like my generation is actually becoming like the elders, and there's a lot of my generation that didn't have better yeah. than that. I was lucky, and I had a, I had several friends that had very like had good um trans, you know just transparent and open you know mom you know moms and dads that were still married. Now they weren't my that they, they still didn't treat like they, they I might have thought they were treating me like blood, but I still wasn't their blood, and they were gonna take care right. of their kids. And my like I said, my right. step, my stepdad was a great dude. Yes. My mom, my mom is awesome, but you know she was one of those young mom that was, you know, like dating dating guys and trying, you know, wanting yeah. to be married and you know all that. But here's this straggler from like a previous <laughs> man hanging around. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like, uh, and so like, it's just a, it's a. I think the the big the biggest thing we can do for for our youth and is for the country is, and I know this is the opposite of what I'm doing because I'm dealing with politics and everything, it's just we got to get. You gotta you gotta drill things down to like actionable steps. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. when I started getting involved in politics, I was just like, oh my gosh, what's like, well, how, how do you get involved or whatever? Yeah. And like something was just like, find a meeting and go to it. You know, or like I think I messaged someone on Facebook it was like, hey, I want to, I want to, I want to, you come to this next meeting and see and just see what it's about. Yeah, like it was literally that simple. You know what I mean? Like. Same thing with like like being a good being a good dad isn't isn't about being a good dad, right? It's about like your kids out. You're sitting in the house and you're you're like watching TV, and your son is in the backyard with a baseball glove on, throwing the ball into his glove. Yeah. Are you going to get your fat? I won't say. Are you going to get? Are you going to get up off the couch and go back down to baseball with him (laughs) right now, or are you going to sit there and be and be selfish because you want to watch the ball game? Right. Right. Like it's. That's yes. being that's being a good dad. And like over time that all that all builds up. So it's like if you're doing those things, I believe that that I think this would be I think you could probably you could back this up biblically is if you're doing those if you're doing those little things right, the big things just happen. Right. Yeah. They you take care of themselves. You don't even try to you're not even trying to do the big things, they just
3: You yeah. know what I mean? And yes. so like I
1: think we I think we overcomplicate things. And I think that's one reason I'm in, I've been able to you know, maneuver my way into favorite nerds because like I'm literally just in there saying, like, dude, guys, let's just get back to basics. Like, what are y'all even yeah. talk what are y'all even yeah, talking about? I like that. I do like that. Yeah. 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 Like that why why are you why are we over complicating this bill and putting in like it's gotta be age appropriate and developmentally? It's like, no, they're five. It's just not in there. Right. Just yeah. take it out. Yeah. You don't need to like we yeah. don't need to make the gray area. We don't need, we don't need to overdo it. It's we just, don't need gender just, queer just, in the library. It just is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, but everybody's trying to say things the right way. And so, yeah, so, I mean, I'll go in there and, like, I'll drop some profanity on them. Like, I'll say this sometimes because, listen, sometimes people, like I'm good. I'm good with personalities and I'm good at knowing what how to, like, right. if I want to roast my wrong, I know how to do it. If I want to, you know, like, make them feel good, <laughs> I, I know how to do it. But, like, both sides of the spectrum, you have these, like, hoity-toity, Lefties that just cannot handle like certain language. And then you have like Christian people that, if you say like the F word, oh my goodness. And I'm like, sometimes that might be the only way you're going to hear what I'm saying. I need you, I need to, I need, I need to snap you out of your like thought process right yeah. now. So I'm about to get you with a word that you ain't probably heard in a while. Right. You know what I mean? Um. And then what ends up happening is they realize like, oh my gosh, this guy's a regular person. I can be my, I can be my normal self because everybody's their own level of raunchy. Yeah. So, like, right. You know what I mean? We just put people on a pedestal. Um, True. And so, like, we're overcomplicating things. We've overcomplicated education. You know, like, we, I think we're, it's like 51% of our budget, like $4 billion or something like that goes into, just in Kentucky every year into, into education. True. There's no way you can tell me that's not wow. overcomplicating things. Right. Jefferson County, like Jefferson County Public Schools got $609 million just in COVID money just that just that one school district. Oh my goodness. So I mean we're just over things and like life ain't that like it ain't that complicated. Yeah. You wake up, you eat some breakfast, you just hang out with your kids, go to work, come home, eat dinner, and you said it would be good to have a married guy. <laughs> no, I'm just pray, with, pray, with you, pray with your family, go sleep. I mean that's literally uh, what I mean I, but I'm saying that that's like that's that is what I'm convinced that's what I mean that's we gotta we gotta we gotta like show people that's what will make you happy. Right. Those yeah. little yeah. devices won't. The like this awesome studio won't. The now the time it if you make money doing this and you get to spend more time with your family, it's gonna make you, you're gonna be happy. But it's gonna be the stuff that doesn't cost you a dime. Right. Hanging out with your kids. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna make you happy. But yeah. like we're not we don't teach people today that, that marriage is gonna make you happy. Right. children are gonna make you happy, That. Spending some time alone with God.
0: Responsibility, yeah. is going to make you like yep. the the things that uh, are going to be the most fulfilling. I said I've said this at least four or five times on this podcast. The things that are the most fulfilling in life oft, most always come with the most responsibility. That's just that's the fact. Because you have to put forth work to make them valuable. You have to sacrifice something. For something else to be valuable. If you get the things you get for free, often you don't value them nearly as much as you do something that you've worked for years and years and years on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, a a, a car, if you get a Corvette, that's awesome. But if you spend three or four years rebuilding a uh, 67 Ford Fastback, now that's like that's you see what I'm saying like the Corvettes awesome and all, but the '67 Fastback that you rebuilt, man, you've got conversations coming out of that that are way better than oh yeah I'm awesome because I got a Corvette you know what I'm saying like it's a it's night and day difference that's probably I don't think a Corvette would be well awesome. most likely <laughs> you didn't lift that motor
1: up and put it inside that car on your own. You probably yeah. had your kid doing it with you. Good point. Or your or your brother, or your dad, or your uncle. This is or, we have a married guy. On you it. have something like that. That's a, Listen, I've I've had it all, or all right? I went from having, I went from having nothing to where I've gotten a two week paycheck, ninety thousand dollars, all right, and I ain't got a dime to show for it because I'm stupid. <laughs> okay, like, but I'm here to tell everybody there is like there is no happiness. In, yeah. it, in it at all. And that's kind of, again, like, you know, that if there's a test for America, that's it. It's like capitalism will, is not what's going to make you happy. Right, like yeah. the endless growth that, like, our economy requires to, you know, for everybody's mutual fund to increase isn't going to make anybody happy in right. the end. Yeah. You know, like, and there's a, you know, there's a, I don't know how to reconcile that. You know, like, we actually need everybody to slow their roll. And, like, get back to basics and, you know, like, I, so I I think we're all, I think everybody knows that, even the people that are in power. But, like, it's a scary notion because that probably means our economy's going to, we're going to probably have a recession because we're going to spend less money or something. You know what I mean? Right. Right. We need need some more people going bankrupt. File bankruptcy (laughs) so you don't have, so you're not swimming in debt. You know, like if you're sitting there and you love your wife and you love your kids and you're having to work a hundred hours a week in a on a strip job in a coal mine strip job, it's a coal mine. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, strippers. Are yeah, strippers thank you for clarifying. Are are coal mine. <laughs> and like, but you want, but you feel that you just you you just want to be with your kids more. And you want to be with your wife and you you don't care if that you, you lose that truck. Let it go. Yeah, I'm telling you this because I actually filed bankruptcy when I was 25 years old. Oh my. I was trying to I was trying to start a safe arm agency, and they were like, well, "You get too much debt, you get too much debt," and I'm like, "Okay, well, I don't know how I don't know how someone else will get rid of it." Like, I'm trying to get the better job to pay to pay to get more money, and I can't get it, you know. And so, yeah. 25 years old filed bankruptcy. They literally gave me a safe arm agency within the next like four months. Really? So it's all a game, man. Like, wow, none of it matters. Like, all that matters is you. Is, is like your wife and your kids and your, and your God is it. You know, like these networks of people that don't really care about you, that are just trying to get their, your means to an end for them. You know, like at a community level, you can, you can sustain it. You know, like at a church like this, where you're all kind of dependent on one another, you know what I mean? Right. But even then it's like you in that night under that roof with certain people. And that's, if you take care of those people and everyone, the guy next door takes care of the people under his, then everybody's taken care of. Right. And you can sing kumba around, yeah. the, around the campfire. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh I well, like it. I think we've been going a little longer than an
2: hour now. Yeah, I think well, it so. was it was kind of about uh education and all, but it kind of just really brought it down to the basics, just the small, yeah. small building bricks that, you know, make this well foundation that we have for a country, listen, you know. Yeah. I can
1: encourage you all to do one thing. Because again, y'all do have a wonderful, y'all have a, I mean, a wonderful community out here. I mean, I can't stop talking about it. I mean, like, as an outsider, you'd come in and almost feel like you were walking into like a cult, oh, sh- like a cult or something. You know what I mean? Everybody's happy <laughs> and smiling, and, loving yeah. and the kids are all like punching each other and like smart laughing about rocks it at each other. Everybody's got like. I said, it, y'all, y'all keep JCPenney like, and yeah, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> like the suits and everything. I mean, I'm just trying to. I want to know the goodwill that y'all take all this stuff to, so I can go buy some stuff out there. Uh. Um, but it's intermingle with other communities. Like seek out different, different people. You know, like when I first started my the show I'm doing, it was me and a one of my like white buddies. His name's John John Rodgers. We got we call him Pink, but it's. It's like, white trashies I look, redneck as I look, he is equally as hood. He's got, like, a grill in everything. So, <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness, that's um,
1: funny. Like, but we would talk, and you'd come to realize, like, people are just people. And for the yeah. most part, like, we're all worried about the same stuff. You yeah. know, like, we and we all have, sim, like, similar views on things, but the media uses different language, and they try to, you know, they just try to inflame, you know, but it's like the one thing they cannot afford is for normal people. To cut them out, which is why these shows, right. show, podcast stuff, are so important because you cut out legacy media, you cut out all the people with the yeah. big bucks, and just say like I'm going straight to the people. You know, yeah, I'm right. going straight to the guy that I'm supposed to hate. Yeah, and we're going to talk now. There are people that like, there are people <laughs> that I mean, we're having yeah. to draw some lines in the sand here. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. if you're okay with like gender surgeries, like I'm literally, I don't have, I have no. <laughs> no use for you right right yeah. i mean like that'd be my encouragement would just be like seek out people that are different from you know what you know, and then walk the walk right right you know what i'm saying that's like, and that's the, and that's the hardest part yeah you know what i yeah. mean like talk about like my you asked me how how i grew the beard how, how i grew my long hair it's, it's just day to day you know what right. i mean like people know how you get in shape it's like well it ain't it ain't worrying about like having a six pack that's for sure, yeah. it's about like eating good today right yeah you know right. I mean mm-hmm. and then eventually it'll turn out the right way I think
0: today there that there's a big uh push for pills that can give you a six pack
1: Yo, know, there's none of that no yeah, <laughs> none of that going on, so yeah.
0: I've seen ads, though, that they're, they're like, all I started doing was taking this pill right here. Yeah, and I'm like. That's always been. That's so stupid. But
1: even people like, you know who Liver King is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. So even. A steroid pe- user. So you can go on, to, go on to Hulu and they did, like, a oh 2020 boy. thing on him. But, like, people are hating on him for being a steroid user, right? Like, go listen to his message on that 2020 thing that he just did. And, like, he's saying the same things that I'm saying. Like, he was chasing, just chasing the dollar, spinning his wheels nothing was happening him and his wife moved out to like bfe and like he started eating literally like just ripping hearts out of deer and starting like munching on them and they're right. kidding like people are now like well, he was on cereal, he was a lie and I'm like he's still living every day out in the out in the middle of nowhere and like his kids seem happy and his wife seems happy and he's like crying telling you that like the inner struggle that he's Dealing with, and that he just had to get away from the hustle and bustle. You right. know what I mean? Like, you know who Jelly yeah. Roll is that? Uh,
0: I've heard that name. So I don't know who it is though. He's,
1: he's another guy that's on Hulu. We take them to the documentary on him, but like, he's a country singer now. And I honestly could like, equate myself with these people a lot because, so Jelly Roll, he's got he's tatted up and everything. He's a white dude. Was like he was in prison for. a from like 15 <laughs> until like 21, he was in prison. Now he's at like the CMAs, right? He's super fat. I mean, he's a fat oh, my ass dude, man. I mean, he's, he's huge, and he's married to like a his his wife's like a botox. And like he's at the CMAs, and like Reba don't even want to talk to him. But I'm like, you have these regular people that have made so many mistakes that are trying to like they're they're screaming out for help. I'm really yeah. screaming out for help right now. I'm yelling for help from yeah. you guys that right. grew up in good communities with good fathers and good mothers and good, like, good churches. Like, I'm yelling for you all to step up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, like, I don't I don't have the experiences to be able to, like, I don't have the foundation. I'm trying to do the right thing, but I, I need constant reminders around yeah. me or, and learn, learning constant lessons because I didn't get them growing up. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. um, and so, like, I say that just because, you see all these rough around the edges, people popping up mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Right. But like, it's only, it's only going to continue happening if the other people that I'm a little out there. So I get noticed, you know what I'm saying? Jelly Rose, like I said, he's got tatted all over his face and he's fat and huge. And we <laughs> got liver King. who has got six packs and doing pull-ups from like the tree, the tree branch. They get seen, but we're, like, we're only allowed, we're only rising to the top because of the, like the that the vacuum that's open right now, that there's that there's nobody filling the void. Yeah, that actually knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: so I need uh, you guys. I like, guess it's my it's my <laughs> challenge to y'all.
0: I'm telling you, ever since we've started this podcast here, it is it, it's a learning experience. But I have found my it, it's a challenge, to say the least. And uh, I have learned a lot from just getting in here. I've learned a lot about myself and the way that I talk. I've learned a lot about how to present a thought clearly still working on that one <laughs> but uh totally and right. then the the humility that is needed to be able to actually really make an impact on somebody's life because and then the 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 limited perspective that i have myself you know towards the world and all because i've not been exposed to some, a lot most of the stuff that you've been exposed to throughout your childhood especially and
1: I, and you shouldn't and you don't you don't, I don't want have to, be, to be. and you don't want to be and nor yeah, should you I don't want. have to be I'm but thankful for that Don't let anybody shame you because you don't have street cred Right Like yeah. that's a that is a good thing street cred is we've we've heralded as some like yes. awesome thing to like try to try to obtain but it's that is a that's a facade that's that's stupid Yeah There's nothing cool about having to like to deal with drugs and alcohol and addiction or abuse or, you know, trafficking. Right. There's, there's nothing cool about that, living in the street. I mean, right, like, because right. you, like, packing a gun to school is not cool. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I, I get so mad seeing people, like, try to shame, especially, like, white men. This is one thing that, it's like, if you were brought up in a, what they consider, like, a, it's like a hoity-toity white family where you didn't have, but they think you didn't have problems. Yeah. I, like the fact that they try to demonize that, I'm like, we should want that for every family, every right. of, of right. every skin color. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just like it's this. It's disgusting how they, you know, how they do that. Um, but you know, y'all have a great foundation here. You know, live biblically. I think i talked talking this, they're not like, the Bible's so masculine. You know, like <laughs> it's the Apostle Paul. I mean, like I, when I when you really dig into the Bible and you really, like I can see the veins in his forehead popping out. Yeah, you know, when he's reading some, when he's writing some of those letters, he was writing
0: some. Who was right. it recently that was like uh, said that Paul's speech? Maybe it was just somebody else that I heard. Paul's speech was considered by the majority of the church as rude. Yeah, it was. very, It, may, it could have even been you. I don't know. Yeah, I think know. we were talking about it. Someone else yeah.
1: said it. I didn't say that because I don't know that much. Okay, of, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> enough about it.
0: Anyways, yeah, it was something else. And like uh, the the Jesus that's yeah. being portrayed to this world, go for that.
1: The
2: feminine-looking Jesus is not the Jesus of the Bible. Like, you know, he's like, "Oh, yeah. oh we don't want
1: to offend nobody," but that's not, who yeah, Jesus was. You ever no, watch Talladega Knots? What's you that? Ever saw the movie Talladega Nights? Oh my goodness! I, I, I'm about to get off the show now. You gotta go watch Talladega <laughs> Nights. It's a Will Ferrell movie. John C. Riley, but he talked about how, like, he's like, "I don't want my, I don't, I don't want my, I don't want my, I don't want the baby Jesus. I want my Jesus in like a." He's like one of those uh, tuxedo T-shirt with a mullet, you know. So he's like, he's <laughs> oh my goodness. party! He's, he's like he parties in the back, but he's business in the front, right, or whatever. Right. There's a uh, something, uh, something to be said about what you're saying there. It's like Jesus was the most masculine person to ever live.
0: He was flipping some. He was the most. But most likely, they were wooden tables, and he was flipping them. And he was a carpenter, you know. He was
1: the most man, the most masculine person to ever live, And the, if you read the like throughout the Bible. So the Apostle Paul couldn't. It doesn't get any more masculine than that, right? Um, it's like, and that's honestly the world is screaming for that. When you see those kids running to the streets, what yeah. they're really saying is, "Give us some strong men here to like get this, get our house in order." Yeah. You know, like women can't do it. I don't care. If they call me misogynist, whatever. <laughs> right. Women, you know, like right. women can't do it. You know, we need we need men to do it. We need dads to do it. Granddads to do it. Uncles to do it. What's that? Isaiah six eight. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, "Whom shall I send? And who will go for us?" Yeah, so right. Here, here am I. Send me. We all have to think that way.
0: That's a good point. Uh, the whole uh, the the point about them screaming for something. The truth is that they're they're acting on a, an emotion that they're feeling in the moment. That's being brought on, possibly by peers, uh, peer pressure, and all. There's going to come a time where they're reasoning or trying to reason in their mind, life, and that's when the spirit of God might have it, uh, will have an occasion to to move in their heart and work on them, or perhaps it's they hear truth. Sorry, they hear truth. They hear something that seems to be worth li- looking into a little further, and then they end up coming across something like this channel where we can tell them them back to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's going to come a time, so even though we see them at, the, at a climax, that's what gets videoed usually, the most dramatic points of things. You know, keeping those little things in order, making sure we remain faithful, making sure our message don't change, we don't back down, we don't compromise. And I think that in the end that the Lord will have, the every opportunity to to work in their lives to have the truth presented before them and of course you know we're not, we're political and more uh practical and all and they need they need spiritual they need the spiritual man uh to be uh made alive but uh, i think that that's that's a good place to wrap up the podcast right there i think we've been going a good long while <laughs> I know you've got quite a drive back home. I really do appreciate yeah, you. I appreciate
1: y'all having me on and just keep doing what y'all are doing. I really think it's, I think it's awesome. I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been yes, fun. Sir. It's been a it's lot of fun. always good see
0: him. We'll see y'all later. Y'all take care. Be sure to join us next week. Like, subscribe, do all the things that you're supposed to do down there right below this video, and we will plan on seeing you as soon as we possibly can. Adios. <laughs> Did you say adios? I said adios That's
2: every time. Appropriation. That's cultural appropriate. I don't care.